What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong, history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, and we're we're not here to recap anything. This isn't a post game show. This is a playoff postseason check in because we haven't gotten on the mic since April 14th, which is a month and three days ago. You might ask why we've had a layoff is because if you would have had to go through that season, you'd take a fucking layoff too. All right, we 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 needed a break. Before we get into this, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Goose on Tap and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. If you're on Twitter or Facebook, could you please go to the YouTube on Tap Sportsnet YouTube channel? Hit the subscribe button. Hit the little bell. Anytime we go live, you will be notified. We're presented by Sports Illustrated Media Group. Goose, I missed you, dude. I, I missed chopping it up with you. How are you? I, I missed you, and I am proud of you. You destroyed that intro for a month and a half layoff. Um, that was perfection. Thank you. Uh, so Thank so you. I just want to congratulate you on that because, obviously, I changed my name on you this during this season, and, and it's been an adjustment for, for everybody. Sometimes I forget that I'm Goose on tap. Um, so no, I mean, obviously the outcome of the lottery was expected, but still disappointing. The, uh, 91.4% chance did happen. And, the- <laughs> um, that's, that's the way the cookie crumbled. I mean, I guess one in 10, 10 odds are better odds than I've ever really had, like even on a slot machine probably. So uh, I guess send it, uh, you know, try to double dip there and it, it backfired. Uh, but the Vucevic trade is completed, so yay us. Yeah, right. You know, I think my favorite part about yesterday, which I mean by favorite, I mean, well, it sucks that we didn't, you know, get what we wanted, and we all saw that coming. Like you said, 91% chance we weren't going to get that. Uh, Mark Eversley's disappointment in his face uh, was a was a story that is very telling. Um, he knows that they have mortgaged the future. He's not an idiot. Um, he wouldn't have that job if he was an idiot. Um, so I will say that he knows that they're in bad shape and they're going to have to get creative. And honestly, I don't know how creative they're going to get. So I guess we're just going to jump right into this and then we'll get into some like postseason breakdown later with the, the conference finals that are taking place. But Portland got the third pick. Um, apparently they were like one number away from getting the, the first overall pick. They ended up getting screwed out of it. Um, and that went to the Spurs. And I actually did tweet that I was happy for pop. I like pop. We've talked about that on the show before. I'm a huge Popovich guy. I love what he does for the Spurs. I love everything Popovich stands for. So I'm glad that he's going to get maybe this one unicorn before he leaves. 
Now, I don't know how many years more Pop is going to give the San Antonio Spurs organization, how long he can keep coaching. He's getting up there in age. You know, he lost his wife a couple of years ago. Um, but I'm really happy for him and the organization that they're going to, you know, have this guy. I wish we could have had him. Shut up, Chai Sports fan. I am yeah, happy for Pop. Outside of the Bulls landing the number one pick and getting the unicorn, I have to agree. I mean, for the sake of Wemby as well, like – why would Victor want to go to dysfunctional organizations? Uh, one of the staples in the NBA and one of the most widely known things, even by people who don't pay that close of attention, is that the Spurs are, you know, like a staple model organization when it comes to handling players and development um, and doing things the right way. And most of that is accredited to pop for the last two fucking decades. But, you know, it, him landing there is probably the one spot where I wouldn't be as salty. You know, seeing him go, I, he you saw in his face, he didn't want to go to Houston. Um, so, you know, uh, all, all things considered, shitty outcome for the Bulls, probably the best case scenario for Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, now, this is a question from Chai Sports fan. I love, I love my guys and Yumpers in here too. Thank you. Um, Brandon Miller. Uh, was talked to by the Chicago Bulls. It has been reported that Portland wants to, or not wants to, is open to trading the third pick in the draft, and they're looking for veterans. And that's been even before the season ended that was being rumored, that they were going to try to bring in some people that are established to play alongside Dame. Dame said it himself. He doesn't want to be sticking around for a rebuild. He wants to win. He, he wants to get players over there. Um, the Bulls reportedly talked to Brandon Miller. If you're not familiar with Brandon Miller, I recommend you pull him up. He went to Alabama. He didn't get into a little, I'm not going to get into his, his legal shit that he was kind of getting into because it seems like that's resolved. I think uh, I don't want to speak too much on it. Sound ignorant, but he is a guard forward and he's a fucking hooper on both ends. The guy can shoot. He can get to the rim. He can defend. I like Brandon Miller. The Bulls talk to him. I don't know really what they think is going to come out of it or what's going to come out of it. I mean, the combine was in, Chicago and the fucking lotteries in Chicago. So of course the bulls are going to go look at this kid. I don't think that there's any smoke here to, to create a fire, but I did have a question posed on my Twitter. When I said we were going live is, do you think Portland would entertain a sign and trade between Vooch and then, and then sending DeMar over there and taking Nurkic back and getting that third pick. If I'm Portland, I laugh at you. Um, I laugh at you because I know that Vooch and Dave, Vooch and DeMar are not going to get Dave over the hump. But why wouldn't they? Um, because Dame's not that guy, dude. He's good, but he's not that guy. Not that guy. I mean, I think, especially even with just Simons there, um, it, you kind of supplant needing Zach because Simons can provide that random 10, 11, three point game for you out of nowhere. It's just, just like an off ball catch and shoot guy who's a little bit more content than somebody like Zach who just took a max to be that dude. Um, yeah. Obviously, the defensive aspect is kind of where you get a little murky there. Because um, Portland would be just trying to shoot the lights out of everybody. And then you'd have DeMar as that consistent mid-range, um, steady scoring presence that can get to the rim as well. Um, I don't think that that's a bad lineup. I think if you had... You think that's championship worthy? If you had Dame, Simons, um, DeMar, Grant, Vucevic, and then you had somebody like Jaden uh, Sharp off the bench to be your sixth man... Um, and you, you, they have Nasir Little as kind of a utility guy over there as well. I think that that is 
a better contending level team than Dame has had. Oh, I I agree with you that it's a contending level team. I'm I'm just I mean, what I, are what are the Lakers going to be able to retain? Um, I well, don't they're know. gonna they're gonna have most of that core next season. Not really, dude. Austin Reeves is up for a contract. Rui Hachimura is up for a contract. I thought who D'Angelo I thought Russell, he had one more year left. I shared their uh, cap sheet earlier today on Twitter. Okay. Um, Rui's up for a contract. Um, D'Lo's up for a contract. Lonnie Walker's up for a contract. Um, they they obviously made a lot of big moves at the deadline for very, very little, but they owe a lot of these guys money. Vanderbilt is the only one that I believe has like another year at four or five million dollars. So he's locked down for them next year, which is obviously huge, especially with Anthony Davis's on and off durability and availability. So um I, I don't know that the Lakers are gonna be as good next year. Maybe they get Kyrie and him and LeBron uh have a goodbye tour season and everything's great. Um, but we usually see how that plays out. So oh, next year is LeBron's last with the Lakers. I thought he, I'm pretty sure he signed an extension as well. No, it's got to be his last year with the Lakers. Bronny committed to USC next year. All right, buddy, I'm going to pull it up. You, you, you got to. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm pretty sure he's a free agent after next season because Bronny's going to be eligible for the NBA draft after that because he's going to USC. Um, but to the point, I I guess it's a nice lineup. I I, I just don't know. I don't know if they can contend. LeBron has a $50 million player option the year after uh, next year. So, okay, so one more guaranteed year and then a $50 million option to stay in L.A. I, I guarantee he goes wherever Bronny goes. I can pr- pretty much get Obviously, I mean, I see LeBron's name on broad uh, producers and stuff for movies at this point, so it's not like he's hurting for cash. $50 million is like a chip on that dude's shoulder at this point. How cool. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, he's, he's good for him. Smart businessman. Probably going to own an NBA team when he retires. Um, uh, All the more power to him in that sense. But I don't know that the Lakers are going to be as good. I mean, who's going to offer you a better offer? Is Giannis available? I doubt it. I mean, I I bet that would be the other way around. Obviously, they just fired Bud. Um, You'd probably have to send Sharp and the third and Little and probably future draft compensation that you can't send currently because the Bulls have that pick with those protections. Um, so, you know. If I'm Portland, I'm trading Dane, wouldn't you? They, they got a nice little core there with the third pick in the NBA draft. I mean, you would think with the haul that you could get for Dane, even from the team that's rumored at number four, like Houston, um, James Harden and Damian Lillard with uh, their young core, although I don't know why you need Jalen Green then, but obviously – uh, Jabari Smith Jr. is a is a young stud over there, so I could see they're willing to move off of the floor as well, uh, according to reports, just to become a contending, um, at least playoff level team. So the four may be available. So that might be a team that would offer that kind of value for Dame, but it's also hard to find comparative value when you already hold the number three. Like you, you walked into the number three just by forfeiting the end of your season, like the Bulls should have done. And now you probably should just trade Dame. Like, number three pick, whether that's Brandon Miller or Charlotte decides to take Miller and you get Scoot Henderson, you got Scoot, Simons, Sharp. That's what uh, I'm saying. You got a little, you got a fucking kind of core you, there that can score, can that can either, defend. You can either ride out Nurkic's contract that's probably seen it a negative at this point at 16 to $18 million a year for the next three seasons. Like, you 
probably should just move on. But, you know, loyalty, jersey sales, what's going to bring people in the building, uh, a young rebuilding team maybe just doesn't do that in Portland. Um, and to be seen as the bad guy, we, we've seen it with the Bulls when there's a breakup. The franchise always look, likes to look like the good guy. Like, oh, oh yeah, look, well, we did right by Dame. So right. if you have the number three pick and you go, eh, screw Dame and his 45 to $50 million contract, we're not going to win during the rest of the duration of that. And uh, we got to be honest with ourselves, he's probably going to decline at some point. So, you know, we're going to move on. Um, then you're the bad guy. Right. Point blank, period. So if I'm the Bulls, I do that trade. Oh, of course. If I'm I the mean, Bulls. You, you can have Dalen Terry. You can have your lottery protected pick back. That way you've got more flexibility. Um, if you leave me Zach Levine with a number three pick, Patrick Williams, obviously you can bring Kobe White back, probably free up some cap space. Eat in that, that Nurkic contract. Work. Eat that Nurkic contract, and you have your built-in rebuilding five that you're kind of just eating the deal on. Um, probably got to get a backup because he's injured all the time. Too. And that team would struggle horribly, and guess what we have in 2024? It, they, they'd struggle, but they'd learn. And it's okay to struggle and learn. We have our pick in 2024. I don't give a fuck if they struggle. I, I got our pick. No, exactly. You, you finish seventh like the Bulls always do, and then you've got like a 25 30% chance at moving up to that top four. Um, and one in three is a lot greater than one in ten, especially when you only get one roll of the dice. Right. See, if I'm the Bulls, I would definitely do that. Um, you know, there's been so many different trade scenarios that have been th- that have been thrown out, and I want to touch on this too before I get the Chai Sports fans comment about NBA Dumb Boy, which I just found out the other day. There was a rapper named NBA Young Boy. I had no you, idea. You didn't, even, you didn't know? Never. No, broke. because when I saw it, I thought it. I, I was like, "What is this? A rapper? Is he in the NBA?" I like looked at him. I'm like, "Okay, I don't know who that yeah, is." It's, it's and, never. It's ne- Young Boy never broke again. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry, uh, good for you, buddy. Never broke again. I am always fucking broke. Um, anyway. <laughs> I what I don't understand the, the acronym. Okay, whatever. It never broke again, NBA. I see it confuses older people like me because I'm showing my age here, you know. It's okay. Um I saw a lot of different things about the Bulls keeping it together. There was reports, and I wrote an article about this over at ontapsportsnet.com. Check it out, shameless plug. Um some within the front office want to wait for Lonzo to come back. We talked about this on one of the shows before the end of the season when he got that surgery. And I actually, if you remember, I read that thing off about the surgery. That's like a very, that's a complicated surgery. Um, there's no guarantees he's coming back at all. I don't believe anybody has ever returned to play in the NBA consistently after having that surgery. I am pretty sure that's what we talked on a previous show when I had mentioned like a one-off surgery. No, the surgery has been done before, but nobody has successfully recovered and returned to playing in the NBA, let alone at the level that they played at. I believe Brandon Roy might have had a similar surgery, um, but... I mean, they replaced cartilage in his knee and shit. Yeah, the chances of Lonzo ever coming back need to be thrown out the window. The consideration of waiting for him should never happen if you're not allowed to get whatever that exemption is uh, due to him potentially never being able to play basketball again. Um, if you can't get that, you go into this rebuild mode and you eat that contract. And if the dude comes back at some point, well, you're still eating that deal and he's ready to play and he can prove himself and earn another contract then it's a blessing and you get Lonzo ball back possibly still with Zach here. If you don't decide to move on from him. Um, but regardless, Lonzo ball, uh, a three and D point guard that allows 
other people to you know facilitate the rock as well is a valuable asset if you get him back but waiting for him is not something that should even be entertained whoever's opinion that is in the front office needs to be fired immediately because how you just pieced that up and worded that is exactly what should be going through their minds you don't know if he's coming back so why are you going to risk giving an extension to demar Rosen, bringing back vooch when you saw that it didn't work and then having zach here it did not work so you want to wait for Lonzo to get back, but you don't know he's coming back. So, like, I, I hate that we're even talking about this again, but that was a legitimate report that came out. Well, is that there's something that want to wait for? Uh, especially with this franchise, what we went through with Derrick Rose. Don't keep this lingering over no, us right? anymore. We've already right. done this for a year and a half. Just shoot us straight. Like, Lonzo may never play basketball again. We're going to do everything as an organization to support him in his recovery, but we do not have a timeline. We don't anticipate there being a timeline. I mean, he's not even slated tells to play. Us otherwise. He's not even slated to play in 23-24. No. So he's already going to miss one more season. I believe he has a player option for that $20 million that following year because I believe we only got him for four. You can only yeah. sign players that you have bird rights to for five. Yeah. Uh, even in a sign-and-trade scenario like deal. with him. Um, so obviously year one, this was year two, next year is going to be year three. And I do believe that fourth year is a player option, which in a recovery year, I'm sure $20 million is uh, more than acceptable. So, um, if he's able to return in that final year, but to play out like this, when you actually have your pick again, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, obviously you'll still be in the lottery, but you'll have a 8.6% chance at the top four instead of, you know, increasing your odds and a season where you know you're not going to have the guy that makes the engine of this team go. And we all want it to happen. We all want to back this year. I want to hold on to that 32 fucking games or whatever it was, but you you got to let it go, uh, especially when it's your job. Like, you're, you're supposed to have the cojones to make the decisions, and you came in swinging them things, um, overpaying for stuff, over under-evaluating certain things, and, uh, you know, you were just swinging your nuts around with the blindfold on, and now we're in debt. We, we really can't move we're between a rock and a hard place. And you either got to pay the dude that you traded all this stuff for, or uh, you got to find a sign and trade for him. Cause you got to get, you have to get some value for Vooch if he moves on and he's not on this roster next year. We all feel bad for Lonzo. We all hate the situation. And it's something that I've kind of reflected on since the season ended and, and thinking about like the, the rise and fall of our tourist Carter Chauvis and Mark Eversley, right? I think I've learned a pretty valuable lesson on, on patience. Um, and I think that my patience was very tested within the Garpax era and how we were close with Rose and then how it didn't happen. And like you just pointed out how we let it linger on a little bit too long with Derek. And then you come into this right now you're on fire for 35 games. We're on top of the world. We're talking shit. We love all the moves that he made. Okay, great. How quickly things change. This is what I'm really nervous about going into this off season. The swings that he took were literal my GM swings on a video game to build a team, put them together, and, and, and fucking ride and turn in injuries off. Unfortunately, can't do that in real life. And any Jerry Reinsdorf owned team, everybody's going to get hurt and it's going to happen. And I can't tell you why. I think God hates him. I'm not sure, but it is what it is. But I don't feel super comfortable. And, and there's no other way around this. Like, do you feel comfortable with, with them orchestrating a trade? because of how creative they were two off seasons ago, like with, like with the Knicks or like with Portland or, or, or something like that. Like, do you feel they can get the maximization upset offer back? Or do you feel like we're in literal hell? 
I think they've played themselves and they've showed their hands to a certain point and backed themselves into a corner where it makes it hard to get true value. And obviously as fans, we always somewhat overvalue um, our own players. Obviously you want more back in a trade. So I, I think we'd have to take that out of the evaluation, but just because of the spot that this team is in and everybody knows there's blood in the water over here. Oh, yeah. Um, and probably everybody is available uh, available outside of maybe Patrick Williams, uh, who's still they're probably going to hold on to as their golden boy. And with more opportunity, maybe you do see something enough to uh, give Pat. Yeah, he disconnected. He disconnected while he was talking about Patrick Williams. I did not do that on purpose to him. I do want to point that out. I did not kick him out of here. I uh, I don't want to hear about Patrick Williams, though. I can tell you that much. Anybody want to come in here before he gets in back in here? What do he do? He kicks something, motherfucker. Goddamn. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. There, he's back. Hey. Where I fixed that cord? What the? I, what what just happened? Patrick Williams made me disconnect. Yeah, I know he did. I, I didn't do that. I just told everybody I did not do that we're when gonna, he started talking about Pat. Yeah, we're um, to blame the loading of Patrick Williams for that. Yeah. I wrote an art. I, I I wrote the article too. I got to do Patrick Williams report card for. Uh, for my report card series for on tap. And I gave, a, I gave him a C minus. Yeah. I gave him a C. Well, you know, cause I, I don't want to get attacked by the people that see his raw talent and think so that they really know basketball. Uh, he's uh, what I, what I think I really feel is that I think he sucks. I don't think, well, I don't think so. So D for dog shit. I, I think that he, <laughs> I wouldn't say dog shit. I, I think that he has the physical tools. I just don't think he has the mental fortitude to put it together. Um, so far, yeah, I'm not. Anybody says, says, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm good with the Zach and Patrick Williams with somebody else." I'm like, "Yeah, you're good with Patrick Williams." What have you seen that you're good with Patrick Williams playing 36 minutes a game? Well, I think that's part of the concern for me is that I don't think he has the conditioning for the 36 minutes because in the spurts where you see Pat aggressive, you do see the flashes and the potential turnaround jumper in the mid range. Uh, when he shoots the three, obviously he shoots at a very high clip. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of the things that he does are repetitive and effective and defensively numbers suggest he's pretty decent. My eye test tells me differently in certain occasions, but he generally is tasked with the best player on the opposing. Hey, he has to deal with playing on the floor with Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic. So I can't really blame the dude too much. Um, so I think you do have a two-way prospect, which is something the Bulls haven't really had. So there is a silver lining there. Um, I think C minus is appropriate. I appreciate the, uh, that you gave me a good grade on my grade. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't hate the kid. I just don't like the kid as a, as a player, as a player. He seems like a really great so, kid. But you would also agree that it's fair to give him a season without. I do. Stars. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. I just don't, I just don't see how people think that he's going to make a huge jump. Goose. I don't, People keep thinking that he's going to make a huge deal. I don't. Pat see doesn't love basketball, but Pat loves money. It is going to be his contract year, so um, I believe he's already up for an extension. Obviously, yeah. the Bulls can lock him down for a reasonable number. That would be a win. Um, maybe not in your eyes, because it would probably be at least fifteen million dollars. My but, God, <laughs> do you know these numbers in the NBA? I know. I, I know. It doesn't make sense, but you also can't offer him a mid-level exception. Like I know. I know. He's, no, he's probably going to get anywhere from fifteen. You offer him anything less than 10, he's taking a pay cut from his rookie deal being the number four overall pick. So there's there's murky waters there. Uh, you got to be realistic as well. 
Oh, I did not. Hang on. I do not. I did not say that about Lowry marketing. I said it didn't work here. I knew Lowry had all the talent in the world. I haven't seen the talent out of Patrick Williams. Yet. Get off my nuts, Chai Sports fan. Get out of here. <laughs> um, what before we move on to the postseason, what do you want to see them do for real? Like, what do you want? Because I know you're in a rock and a hard place. You love Damar. I know you're a Vooch guy, too. And you like Zach. It's a rock and a hard place. What as, do you want to see him do? As goofy as it is, in an ideal world, I think you get Vucevic to a reasonable contract just because I think of the three stars that you have, he is kind of the most consistent, the most reliable, lowest usage. Um, he could be a compliment to a young team on the right deal uh, as long as he's willing to take money over contending. Obviously, that's going to factor in for him. Um, so if he's willing to do that after you move Zach and Demar for you know to the highest bidder, whether that's to Portland or or not, um, I think that's a situation where I, I think you get to rebuild and you get to potentially utilize the only pick that you own free and clear because with the protections on the San Antonio pick, until we give them a pick outside of the top ten. Um, we're going to be, you know, holding on to that and praying in the lottery that we get don't get bumped out of the top nine. So it's kind of just a very shitty situation. So to maybe recoup something from Portland, if we don't get a deal with them for three um, in this draft, maybe late in the twenties to get another project like a Dalen Terry, which doesn't really excite you, uh, but they have to remove that protection uh, outside of that, I don't know. I, I'm content moving any and everyone. I think Patrick Williams is probably the only one that's safe. I, I I'd like to see them move tomorrow. Um, that's where I'm at, and I fucking hate that because I I really enjoyed him it, it, here. I I really did. I, I had a lot of fun watching Demar Rosen play basketball. Um, Vooch, I think they're in a rock and a hard place with Vooch because of what they gave up for him. Now he's an unrestricted free agent. I think they're going to go above and beyond to sign him. I think that he sticks around unless we get lucky and they do something crazy with one of these draft picks. So I've been, it's been rumored that Dallas w- w- would like to move the 10th pick. And I'll tell you something right now. I know that it's not sexy to a lot of people, but if I can get a pick in the fucking lottery, I'll ship them to Dallas, both of them. We, we saw what this team does together. And people are like, well, that's not enough. Fuck you. It's enough to me. Give me the 10th pick. I, what do you want them to do? One's 33 going on 34. The other one's 32 going on 33. I'm 31 and I feel like shit. Pay, pay, so I, pay, pay Io, uh, leave, leave Vooch on the roster to, you know, kind of be that centerpiece that, you know, you can ri- rely on night in and night out as a center and get some other young guys in here and see what you can do because right. uh, where we're at is just not where anybody wants to be. We don't have a top 20 player and we don't have a top 20 prospect. Um, life sucks, dude. You were in the worst possible position, especially with the way that you've mortgaged out the future here. Because unless you're good, um, you're giving San Antonio, who just got the best prospect ever, according to most people, um, another pick, likely in the back of the lottery, an eleventh pick, because you're not good enough to make the playoffs, and you might still just be good enough to make the play-in if you put the right pieces around Zach Pat. Essentially, Kobe. Oh, fun, um, fun, quick question, too, for you, real quick. He did it again. Now I'm in the middle, dude. If I was buzzed up, this would be trippy as shit, but I am sober. Well, I was going to say sober as an arrow, but that doesn't make sense. Straight as an arrow. But yeah, I was going to say that I think at the end of the day, he's back now. Honest, I think it's the internet. I don't even think it's the water. You think, you think it's the, sh- you got shit internet? 
I guess shit internet. Man, a fucking shit internet, dude. You know what I got? I got a Nighthawk. You ever heard of that? No. It's fucking, I don't even know what it is. It's like a satellite system and it hooks to your Wi-Fi and it just goes all around everywhere and it's like super strong. You should, you should get one of those. As you get a Blackhawk. Yeah. There's a Night, no, well, yeah, a Blackhawk. They might make a Blackhawk one. I don't know. It's, just, so it's made by fucking Netgear. Sponsor me, Netgear. It was a fucking plug. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Fuck it. Playoffs. Conference finals. Jimmy in the Heats. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown in the Celtics. They play tonight. Game one already happened between the Lakers and the Nuggets. I just want predictions for, for those two series and who you see going to the finals. Hey, as long as Jamal Murray stays healthy, I think the Nuggets can take that series with the Lakers. Uh, as much as those moves that they were able to make definitely improved and fit well around LeBron. Um, AD's got to be consistent for that team. Obviously, I believe he had 40 points last night um, in, a, in a loss. Um, but the Lakers really had no business being in that game at the end, and they uh, they left probably feeling a little bit more confident. So I'll go Nuggets and six there. Um, the way Boston likes to play with their food, I'm going to go Boston in seven just because oh, wow. just because Jimmy Butler's a damn dog. I think it will yeah, come down man. to that final game in Boston, and uh, maybe we get another game seven, Jason Tatum. But what, what have you thought about the playoffs so far? I've really enjoyed them. I really have, too. I mean, it's unfortunate to, to have watched the Heat go as far as they did after beating the Bulls in the play-in. Um, kudos to them, obviously. Contender kind of team. I mean, at least contender blood. Uh, they've been there before, so they know how to get through uh, series. And they were gifted Giannis being injured for most of the series and had a couple giant comebacks. Um, yeah. series to seal the deal there. So, no, I think the playoffs have been extremely enjoyable. Suns flaming out kind of surprised me, but when you see campaign and just a whole bunch of ragtag guys coming off the bench uh, and Chris Paul tore his hamstring like usual, it, it it was somewhat predictable. And Chris Paul always disappears in those big fucking moments, man. Really does. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it's rough. My shit's tight. I can't play for the rest of the series. Yeah. Just absolutely, I, I feel bad for him. I do, but uh, un, uh, absolutely unreal. Yeah, I got, I've got Boston in six. I got the Nuggets in six. Um, I think that Tatum and Brown dealing with Jimmy Butler is going to be too much for Jimmy Butler. Um, he's going to really need everybody else to step up. Not having heroes a big deal, um, for them. As far as size goes, Bam Adebayo is just so sketchy in the playoffs. I think he's a great player. I'd love to have him, but I don't. He's very wildly inconsistent. Um. You're gonna like I'm saying that Max Struss needs to be a guy like, and he's a good player. We we witnessed it. He's a good player. We really were the eliminated with the uh, Max Struss game. So right, yeah. I mean, asking him to be that guy every game though is gonna be kind of rough on the Heat. I think, and I just think the wing defenders that Boston possesses is going to take away the bread and butter of what Miami is. Uh, it's gonna be really hard for them to get going. I mean, I could be completely wrong. They can come out and beat the fucking brakes off them because Jimmy Butler's that dog and. Everybody he plays with seems to adopt that mentality, but I, I, I still got Boston going and doing it. That's that's where I'm at. Especially the way that Horford's been playing in these playoffs, um, especially the way he played against the Bulls during the regular season. It's a surprise for me, but one of those guys that probably just has an extra gear this time of year. Uh, he's obviously got championships in college, and he's hungry for one in the NBA. So I think Boston finally you know, gets back to the finals, and Boston-Denver – uh, will be an awesome matchup for the championship. And Joker deserves it, uh, as well as Tatum. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
I do want to throw something out to Chicago Bulls Central here. He's like, Vooch trade is uh, made worse by the fact the front office didn't make the moves needed to better the team. Had the team made a trade at the deadline, we would have been a playoff team, and Magic would have gotten a pick between 17 and 22. And he, he's he's right there because, or whoever that is, like, you know, I'll just say, is right there because that less, that would have lessened the blow of hurt, I think, for a lot of us because, of you know, the pick is at 11. Um, and I believe, what do they have there? Goose, they got what? It was an 8 and 11 or 6 and 11? 6 and 11. The Magic have 6 and 11. I wonder if they package and move up. I'm sure they can. Um, but I still don't regret the Vooch trade. And I know it sounds really weird. They're in team that could trade for Dan Lillard. Yeah, they are. They've been, the Magic have been rumored. I, I, I will not been, but I've seen like two reports, one from Sporting News and one and one from another outlet. I can't remember which one it was that's saying that the don't don't sleep on Orlando in that sense when it comes to Damian Lillard. But I guess, I guess maybe not saying I regret it is the wrong word. I I respected the swing at the time, and I've said that before. I respected the swing at the time, and I just hate going back and saying, oh, they're fucking idiots, because when they did it, I was excited. So, you know, I, I the whole thing sucks. Like, we're, we're just in bad shape. And that's the, the, the follow-through on the big swing is the issue, because the two years – the, the first year where you acquired him halfway through the season, you missed the playoffs and you gave up a number seven pick. Um, that was not at all part of the plan. So maybe you should have done more then as well. Yeah. Um, and then the following seasons, you really didn't make any upgrades. Granted, you really had already expended all your options. Uh, you didn't have picks to really offer uh, because of the Stepien rule. So not being able to trade back to back picks kind of hampered you but it also saved us in the sense because if we decide to rebuild we do have that pick next year um it so they handcuffs themselves by going so all in so fast and really i think the best move outside of demar just because he's outplayed this contract and if we don't trade him we can't really tell that man no to more money um was caruso because he's on arguably one of the best contracts in the league and made all nba this uh all, all defensive team this year so Outside of that Caruso move, they really just spent everything everywhere else. And obviously Lonzo's holding up about 20%, 15% of your cap. So uh, that that is something hard to recover from when you've gone that far all in. But you can't use that as an excuse because Lonzo had never played more than 60 games once in his career. Right. God, it's all very depressing when we sit and actually fucking speak about it like that. I have no idea what the fuck they're gonna do. Like I sit here and I like want to come up with like some scenarios to bullshit about, but I really have nowhere to go because I have no idea what they're they're in cap hell. They're in cap hell, and the trick with this team is the players have more value to this team because of how crappy they are than they do to most other teams around the league. So finding fair value is just really not on the table. Right, right. One more thing I wanted to get to was the John Morant thing. What do you think about that? Where where are you at with that? Because J.J. Redick got very upset today on first um, take. I'm somewhere in between J.J. Redick and um, the NBA, I guess, because they're going to do an investigation. Um, I don't – when you're that high profile of a person, especially in today, and I don't want to get into gun politics with people, but with where they right. stand right now, I don't think it's crazy for an NBA player to have a gun on them. Uh, so unless he's caught doing something wrong with it on him, other than being an idiot, which I don't understand uh, the need to flash it on a camera 
people who do that kind of stuff don't tell on themselves like that, especially when they're that high profile. No, real G's um, move in silence like lasagna, my friend. So that aspect of it, I don't understand. Um, maybe he is pretending to be something he's not. Maybe he feels like he missed out on something with that aspect. Um, but it, the gun itself leading to him missing 30 games, 50 games, whatever this harsh, harsh punishment they're talking about may be, I think that's excessive. If he, if there was footage of him shooting at somebody, you know, being involved in a crime, then then I would understand that merit. But John Moran in the offseason hanging with some buddies with a gun on him and deciding to flash it during a fucking song that he's hyped about. Um, yeah, I can't. I understand the NBA has an image that they, they feel they have to uphold. But at the same time, I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. Charles Barkley once said that he is not a role model. It was in a commercial all over the place. You remember that commercial when we were kids? I am not a role model. Charles Barkley, right? Um, it depends on what your standards are in, in this whole situation. I kind of tend to agree with you um, and where you're at, but this is where I flip my script. If he didn't have a sit-down interview where he assured his boss that it was not going to happen again, uh if he didn't have that, I'd be like, okay. No, at a certain level, you have to be held to the same accountability that everybody else that has a job uh, because you get paid a lot of money, so your, your responsibility should probably be greater than that. Right. And he talked to Adam Silver and seemed to understand what the issue was and all that, and he went and did it again. So, But we'd be hypocrites to sit here and talk about trading for Brandon Miller if if the issue really bothered us that much. Oh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, dude. You're going to go on hoop, you're going to go on fucking hoop. You didn't fucking kill nobody. You're going to go hoop, go hoop. I don't, I don't care. You know, like, I mean, it's, again, there, there could be a lot way worse things that he could have done. Yeah, you, you, um, you do what Miles Bridges did. Right. Yeah. And I'd rather you carry a gun than lay your hand on women. 100%. 100%. I, I'm totally there with you. I've said on the show before, anybody that lays their hand on women is a bitch. Don't watch our show. Fuck you. That's basically where I'm at. Yeah, I grew up seeing it. I I, you know, I, I have no patience for it. Um, but this whole job thing, again, I don't think it's like the biggest deal in the world, but the fact that he told his boss it wouldn't happen again and it did, <clears throat> whatever comes his way, that's on him. You reap what you sow. So that's that's all I have on the John Moran thing. Um, I don't really have much else, man. I mean, we're going to enjoy the game tonight. Celtics heat. Um, White Sox are on tonight. I don't know why I put myself through that half the time, but I do. Um, you just live in Jerry World. Look at, look at your wall. Bro, man, I, it's it's hard out here. It is. It's I'm hard. I'm glad I'm only like halfway into Jerry World. Not that the Cubs are. Yeah, no. When you're fully a better option yeah. in terms of ownership and the way they they've kind of handled things, but you know, it's I, I can only bitch about Jerry half of it. When you're fully submerged, <laughs> it feels like hell. <laughs> you know, I mean, it really does. Like, I mean, it feels like uh, you almost like cringe turning the television on to turn the socks on. That's how it was getting for me for a little bit. Um, but I'm going to still keep going through because I'm an idiot. And there's nothing else I really care about to watch anyway. So that's just kind of where we're at. Um, you got any final words before we get out of here, man? Yeah. Other than that, I, I love you and I miss your face. Um, and uh, our friend in Germany did did send me a, a small donation for us to have some drinks together. So uh, at some point this spring and summer, we are we are going to have to spend those funds together. And uh Oh, I have drinks and uh, I like drinking. Come hang out with the fam, bam. I, I know you like drinking. <laughs> yeah, drink is fun, um, man. It's a good time. It, it is fun, but I do have two jobs now, too. So, 
Yeah, dude. I, well, I mean, you know, I got the one, but then I got the kids, and then I got this on tap stuff. So it's, you know, there's a lot. We have a lot going on. And you so, live like so two we, hours away from me. So we, we both have three jobs. Because you've got the kids, the cast, and, and the uh, dispatch thing there. And I've got the, the weed and the, the alcohol and, uh, and, and then this. So, you know. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out though, because because I I need to feel your embrace. I I can't wait to give you an embrace, bro. I need to, I need to punch the time clock with you. I I can't wait, bro. I can't wait to make it happen. Uh, Senor, your shirt that you ordered today, I will uh, I'll make sure I get on that. Please make sure you put in promo code six point nine percent off. Uh, WST podcasts or some shit because that's what all the cool kids I, I, talk I, about. I bet somebody just got offended after I just said that. And I usually don't get in any trouble on White Sox Twitter. I keep my opinions to myself. But everybody on the White Sox, if you didn't know this, I know we were getting ready to leave, but I just have to, I haven't talked to you in a minute. White Sox Twitter sucks. Like, it just sucks. It used to be really cool. It fucking sucks now. Like, it's just, it's terrible. Everybody hates each other. Everybody fights all the time. Just, it's just terrible. But I do love my guy. brings everybody together, but Jerry's content being fourth in the conference. Fucking hate it. I fucking hate, I hate it. I don't like, I don't like Jerry at all. But I do appreciate my guys coming in here. You know, Senor Jim, uh, Chai Sports fan, even though he's always consistently busting my balls. Scott, you know, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, do you want to do like a finals preview show? Should we just do a yeah, finals yeah, preview we, show? We can definitely touch base again. I like, I like shooting shit with you. Just let me know when you're available and we'll figure it out. All right, man. Sounds good. Well, everybody, thank you for joining. Be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. I'd go through the whole thing again, but I don't want to. Follow Goose at Goose on Tap and me at Buzz on Tap. Subscribe to our YouTube channel on Tap Sportsnet. We'll be back for with an NBA Finals preview whenever that happens. I'd say let's go Bulls, but we're fucked. So, you know, let's go Nuggets. Fuck this.